my friends are the deacons of our parish. Both of them are uh, on a vacation. Uh, Deacon Dale is uh, in Palm Desert, Palm Springs. Uh, maybe he will run into St. John the Baptist. <laughs> Deacon Mikhail is in Hawaii with his wife, and perhaps he is thinking of Isaiah <laughs> because of the reading is so beautiful and filled with hope. And this is what we heard. Um, Isaiah speaks to us about the coming of the Messiah and the kind of justice and peace uh, that uh, the Messiah will bring, not one that the world understands. And uh, he goes on to say, because uh, he's talking to the people, and he makes a reference to uh, the tree of Jesse, and it looked like that family was falling apart, the whole, uh, all the descendants. And, but he said, but from the stump, even though it looks like the tree's been damaged and cut, from that stump sprouts out the root of Jesse, meaning the Messiah. And uh, St. Paul in our second reading talks about the importance of hope and, um, and how we should be treating others in the very same charitable way that Christ himself uh, treated us. And, uh, and Paul, of course, as you know, Paul sees Jesus as God's uh, promise being fulfilled my friends, I'm going to talk a little bit about the prophet Isaiah. He lived, as I kind of told you already, he lived in a time when the Jewish people had known great defeat, and it was very difficult times. And the prophet speaks uh, of this vision uh, given him by God, and it's one that is filled with hope. As a matter of fact, uh, if you go back and read it again, it should be reminiscent of the Garden of Eden, something that they would have been very familiar with and would have evoked strong feelings of hope within them. They were, oh, that time or the garden. And um, he, like the other prophets of God, uh, had the same kind of wonderful vision, a vision of how things could be. It would be easy to question, uh, was it a real vision or was it he daydreaming, um, as often we all do. Looking into past times and current times filled with many challenges uh, and wars and fears uh, and a world that seems to be in constant turmoil, should not all hope be abandoned? Um, are not these great visions of peace and harmony among all peoples just perhaps wishful thinking? The truth of the matter is that they are not wishful thinking and they are not daydreams. Uh, they were uh, prophetic visions given by God himself to his prophets, and they correspond to the deepest longings of the human heart. And they point to God's ultimate goal for us, his dream for us, if you will. In fact, these uh, prophetic visions nurture our souls and our hearts, and they offer us what we know as Christian hope uh, when we are close to despair. And it offers us courage when we may be tempted to give up on everything. These prophetic visions of the prophets give one the ability to overcome great obstacles and painful setbacks. Isaiah, like the other prophets of old, lived in a real world and were just as dismayed um, by the injustices of their time as we probably are in ours. Yet they had this prophetic vision of a new world and a world free from injustice and from suffering of every kind. 
through faith in God, they were able to rise above any despair. They were able to rise above the dismay of their time. And what saved them from despair was their uh, ability to hang on to the messianic vision given by God and their sense for the capacity of also repentance and for conversion and uh, for change, real change. And this wondrous vision of the kingdom of God where all violence has been overcome and all people live in unity with all creation calls for its realization now in our time, in the world that you live in. For some of you, that means Gig Harbor. For others, maybe Tacoma. For others, Alala. Uh, uh, did I say that right? Alala? Alala? I've been, I've driven through it. <laughs> it seems very peaceful there, huh? Um, so my friends, how do we make this vision more and more reality in a very practical way? Every time you forgive someone, every time you make a person smile, every time you show compassion to someone who is suffering, every time you take care of animals, every time, and I'll get kudos points from Francis and Marone for this, every time you take care of the environment, <laughs> uh, he's a big one for that one, uh, every time you and I work for peace and for justice among peoples and nations. We are making that messianic vision come true. We are really building up the kingdom and producing good fruit um, that uh, the baptizer uh, called out to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, uh, and you and I, we Christians, must keep this messianic vision always before us. Um, you know, and... Uh, then it can uh, give us encouragement to live it out um, right where we are now. Instead of encouraging us to retreat or to escape from real life, uh, the messianic visions of the prophets given to us summons us to get involved. That's what the prophets did. They got involved in their time. And a lot of times they ended up dead. <laughs> They ended up being martyrs for their time. And that means for us, how do we translate that? It means perhaps when you get involved, it may inflict suffering upon you, but not in vain for the very kingdom of God, for the glory of God. We must open our hearts to the vision which the prophets cherished of a world free of evil by the grace of God and human effort this is the building up of the kingdom that Paul talks about so much. Jesus, in his incarnation, he inaugurated that time, that kingdom. Through his church, the people of God, all of you, Jesus continues the work. Christians must not sit around waiting for these promises to simply drop out of the sky. Rather, we should understand the messianic vision as a reality that humans um, could achieve by the grace of God given lavishly in Christ. Our current world is crying out for salvation, for peace, for hope, for love, for love, basic love. Christians must not be afraid then to work tirelessly and always with hope 
for the building up of this kingdom, for the preparing for the Lord's way, for his second return, for his coming back. It is our task to set the example. We give thanks to God for his blessings in the past and ask for his help of what uh, must still be achieved. Isaiah's God-given vision, uh, this vision lives on in our midst as a task for today and as a promise for tomorrow. And just as he did in his time, so now in our time, the prophetic vision instills hope, something our world desperately needs so much. And uh, from our second reading, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you peace and harmony with each other, that together with one voice, we may glorify God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, alleluia. And then to do our parts in building up his kingdom here on earth.